of our existence on earth is to give service unto God. Man was created for service. Job says, man's life on earth is a military service. So service is very crucial. And this service comes in diverse forms. Service must not be that you are you know, putting up with some actions. No. It could just be to be in alignment with God and allow God's purposes to be better through you. I was so inspired and blessed by the first reading about the life of David. David keeps remaining an icon of inspiration. The first reading says, Now when King David dwelt in his house, and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around about. The king said to Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwells in a tent. What a man. At the peak of his comfort, at the peak of the success of his life, which naturally, as humans, when we reach that pinnacle of life, the tendency is to relax and have our fun and enjoy the fame, enjoy all the good things. But that was not the case for David. David was sensitive. <laughs> How do I live in the house of, house of Cedar? And the ark of my God, the tent. He was worried. He couldn't enjoy anymore. When I said the back when the Bible says David was a man after the heart of God, he didn't love God because of what he received. He loved God for who God was for him. You see, what matters in life is not the actions you put up with, but the intentions that power those actions. Genuine intention is very, very crucial. I was so inspired by that. David was worried about the house of God. He was worried about the ark being in a house of tent while he lived in a very flamboyant, gold-plated palace where men from all over the world, women from all over the world were coming to see David. God had granted him victory over all his enemies. He had decreed rest for the land of Israel. Why would God not bless him? Why would God not have mercy on him when he makes mistakes? In our little journey, how are we worried about the things of God? How are we worried about the glory of God? We get so caught up with all the activities of our own personal lives. To what degree are we really committed to making the things of God happen? Which area of God's glory in your life are you interested in? One man of God said that the greatest sin is not the sin of the flesh. It's not murder. 
is not killing human beings. He said the greatest sin is selfishness, self-centeredness, egotism. I, me, and myself. You're so concerned about yourself that nothing, anything that does not benefit you, does not interest you. It's all about you. It's an idol. It's a killing idol. David was not like that. David was a man who was selfless. And you can see how God began to speak to him. As God began to you know, speak to him through the prophet. But that same night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan. Go and tell my servant David. How will God address you today? If God was to address you today, will he call you his servant? Will he say, go and tell my son? Go and tell my child? What and what have you been able to strike in the heart of God that could make him to send a word to you? Thus says the Lord, will you build me a house to dwell in? Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from a pasture, from following in the sheep, that you will be prince of my people Israel, and I have been with you forever, for wherever you went, and I have cut off all your enemies from before you, and I have made you a great name, like the name of a great one, great ones of the earth. I have appointed you a place for my people Israel, and all that, and all that, and all that. You can imagine, God is keeping track record of his journey with David. God doesn't forget the good things you do. Doesn't forget the seed you sow. Doesn't forget the interest you have for the things that concerns him. He keeps record. And he remembers. David was not talking about what he has done with God in the past. He's only talking about, I wish I could build a bigger house for God. Where his, where his, where his uh, you know, ark will be. Because ark is a representation of the presence of God. The glory of God. And God went back to start telling the prophets all the journeys he has had with David. If God was to unveil your track record with him, what would he say about you? You see what I tell you? I told you that this, this is a, it's so inspiring. It's so challenging. It makes us so, you know, stand on, the, on, on our toes again. That everything we do with God, no matter what, God keeps record. Keeps record. And then the bigger one came. He said, when your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you who shall come forth from your body and I will establish his kingdom. Who has a bigger you know, dream? Is it David for God or God for David? That's how you unlock the heart of God. So it's very important we sit down as Christians and understand that our work with God is a very meticulous one. It's not a mumbo-jumbo type of thing. You bash in, you bash out. You just you think it's just all about rushing in and rushing out. No, 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 no. It is, must be an organized, meticulous, step-by-step -step journey with God. He keeps track record. 
And now look at even his unborn children, he's only blessing them because of his work with him. I've said it, said it, you know, severally. Parents, don't think that all the you know things you acquire for your children, maternity is acquired for children is the best you can give to them. It's even painful when they turn it down even before you die and you feel frustrated. The greatest bequeath you can give to your children is your work with God. On the days of necessity, God will bank on the strength of your journey with him in the past to begin to bless, protect, and preserve your children. God told Moses, go and tell them, I'm the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And at this point in time, they have died. He said, for their sake, I will liberate you from the land of Egypt. Not because of your cries. Your cries is not enough. I want men and women who work with me. Who do things because they are convinced. Who are not sentimental. Who are not distracted. People who have gone beyond the, the point of trying to do things for men to recognize. Your work with God is a private business. And God keeps record. Did God fulfill his promise? Yes. From his body, he raised Jesus. And David's name has become a global name. Not just physically on earth here, but even in heaven. May the grace of God upon our life not be wasted in the name of Jesus Christ. But as we have been called, you have the grace of the calling already. And that's why you see, you see yourself, you have that appetite to always come before God's presence. But there's more. We must open ourselves and our hearts to the more that God is demanding. So he can maximize, we can maximize every opportunity, maximize every grace. Don't be too humanistic. Don't be caught up with the culture of this world. Don't live like others. Don't behave like others. Don't think like others. You are different. And now with the grace of Christmas tide, the burden of Jesus in our lives, it changes everything again. Everything takes a new vista. And so we pray this Mass that as we are bringing to an end the season of Advent and stepping into the Christmas tide, that will begin to bear fruit that will have lasting impact. And the grace of this season, God will bless us and enrich our lives through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.